Hi everyone, welcome to Rest Between Sets. This is the podcast to listen to while you rest between the sets. Love has programmed for you. Join me in tackling all things health and fitness, spirituality and mental health along with other guest speakers. We're going to dive in deep to find out how they're all interconnected in creating the recipe of becoming the best version of ourselves. Because why not? <laughs> this is your host Danny. Let's go. Alright, so for this episode, I had the pleasure of having the boss babe, Tegan Fisher, aka Coach Tegan. The making of this episode has been, again, wild. From being swooped by the magpie during first recording in Williamstown Gardens, and my recording software completely losing its bollocks. We just had to record for the second time because Tegan is an inspiring person that has a lot to share, and I know most of you will resonate. Tegan takes us to her life as a young and inspiring dancer and what that has taught her to become an amazing person she is now. Her battle with self-image and negative self-talk at a very young age and how she overcame that. Her passion and why she decided to be a coach for women, the most common misconceptions in strength training and nutrition in the health and fitness. Hi everyone, welcome to Rest Between Sets. This is the podcast to listen to while you rest between the sets life has programmed for you. Join me in tackling all things health and fitness, spirituality and mental health along with other guest speakers. We are going to dive in deep to find out how they are all interconnected in creating the recipe of becoming the best version of ourselves. Because why not? (laughs) This is your host Danny. Let's go. Alright, so for this episode, I had the pleasure of having the boss babe, Tegan Fisher, aka Coach Tegan. The making of this episode has been, again, wild. From being swooped by the magpie during first recording in Williamstown Gardens and my recording software completely losing its bollocks. We just had to record for the second time because Tegan is an inspiring person that has a lot to share and I know most of you will resonate. Tegan takes us to her life as a young and inspiring dancer and what that has taught her to become an amazing person she is now. Her battle with self-image and negative self-talk at a very young age and how she overcame that. Her passion and why she decided to be a coach for women, the most common misconceptions in strength training and nutrition in the health and fitness industry, and so, so much more. Her vulnerability in wisdom took this podcast to the next level. I really enjoy this podcast and I hope you do too. Industry and so, so much more. Her vulnerability in wisdom took this podcast to the next level. I really enjoy this podcast and I hope you do too. How are you, Tegan? I'm good. That's Thanks good. for having me. Thanks for coming back again yeah. for the second time. <laughs> There's just so many technical mm. difficulties, I guess. Uh, but um, anyway, we're here now, so I'm glad that you're able to make this time. Yeah. All right. So... Um, we've only known each other through po- like Instagram because mm. I guess that's how people know each other now. Yeah. Um, it's like dating, <laughs> I guess. <Yes. laughs> Social media. But, but friends, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, so obviously I only just know you based on what you post on Instagram yeah. and knowing and given that you don't really know the person's life in depth. Um, so for myself and also for the listeners, can you give like a brief summary or like a wrap up of who Tegan Fisher is, your personal life, your yeah. work life, how you became a coach, yeah. your, how you overcame everything that has led you to who you are now? Yeah. Alrighty. So um, I grew up as a dancer. Um, and a sprinter, so mm. have always been quite um, athletic from that sense, always into playing sports and very active. Um, <clears throat> I was a, I suppose, a professional dancer with quote marks there. Um, I dropped out of school at in year 11 and got into a professional dance school so um did that and then sprinting as well so always was a runner during school um and I suppose from me getting into coaching um I became a Pilates instructor first Mm. so I was 
an instructor for about four years, um, worked in London for two years, which was amazing, mm. such a great experience, and worked with um, powerlifters and strength and conditioning coaches over there in a few gyms, so that was really cool. Mm. Um, worked in a chiropractic clinic and a physio therapy clinic as well, running Pilates for them. And from there, that, I suppose, sparked my passion to mm. get into becoming a personal trainer, um, working with all those amazing coaches in the gym got me into doing a little bit of powerlifting style training um, and I just loved that strength training side of it which um, made me want to become a personal trainer. Mm. So when I come back from London that's when I did my course and yeah I've been a personal trainer coach since then so that's about seven years eight mm. years now it's gone so quick <laughs> yeah it's it sounds like um you've gone through so many transitions in your life so obviously because yeah. going back to your year 11 what made you decide to drop out of year 11 and go to dance school um well it was my passion it was yeah like what i had always dreamed of doing when i was younger mm. um just wanted to be a professional dancer and my dream was to actually dance in music video clips. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I can't even remember how I got into or how I knew about the school, actually, but mm. I auditioned for to get into the school. Um, and it was about, I think, 25 or 30 people they accepted mm. within Australia. Um yeah, and I auditioned, you know, if I get in, I get in, if I don't, mm. I don't, and yeah, I, I was accepted, so yeah, yeah it was pretty amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, so I obviously was like, yes, my dream is coming true, you know, I'm going to be in um, music video clips. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, um, it was pretty cool, pretty intense though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine um because I did a study on not really a study, it was like a research on body image. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that you resonate with, but the pressure of being a dancer or like a gymnast, anything where, you know, you might be judged based on what you look like or yes. accepted based yeah. on what you look like, it's very prevalent in dancers. Yes. And I guess that comes about a lot of issues within yeah. yourself and also yeah. you know within your inner friends mm. yeah, so sure. yeah um so did you have that experience yourself yes mm. absolutely um yeah so i actually left or i actually dropped out of the dance school um because i felt like it was too hard for me and i was comparing myself to all the other dancers that were there um i even had times where i was like how have they picked me you know mm. surely there was better dancers than me um that they that could have got in and yeah i was very negative on myself um i was there for maybe oh i can't even remember maybe a, a month or something it, it wasn't very long mm. but i was so negative on myself that I just thought I can't do it like it's just too much mm. and I ended up going back to school to finish off year 12 yeah <laughs> so yeah it was I suppose looking back now I just think I can't believe that I let myself go through all of that massive mental pressure that mm. I put on myself yeah um but yeah like you said the dance industry is very um unfortunately very prevalent with that body image yeah. um stuff so although I think these days it's changing mm. I do 
Um, that was a long time ago when I got into the school. Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, it's very individualized as well when it comes mm. to body image. Yeah, I mean, I feel I I can just imagine all the things that could actually carry over negatively as you grow up. Mm. Um, and just like what you said, constantly comparing yourself to others yeah. makes you work to be better than others instead of better for yourself mm. um yeah, for sure. which when you grow up like you know once you that's where your identity that identity is already mm. like yeah. wanting to be better than others instead of um just trying to be better than what you were exactly yeah exactly they're comparing yourself with yourself instead of others yeah. um in my opinion just it won't it wouldn't go a long way mm. um and i feel like for you i feel like even for that age as well that's really good self-awareness um yeah. just knowing within yourself that this isn't for me anymore yeah. and it must be like really i guess upsetting that it's 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 how it panned out for you however yeah. like experiences like that shape who you are now oh absolutely yeah fuck There's that's no- <laughs> instagram that <laughs> shit <laughs> There's no way I would be in the position I am today if Mm. I hadn't have gone through those struggles, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Mm. Um, But obviously going through all of that shit at the time Mm. is you don't realise that there's things that you can learn from it, right? Yeah. It's not until you know, months or years down the track, mm. you think, oh, shit, you know, that happened yeah. because it's led me to where I am today or to mm. who I am today. So, yeah. yeah, I'm still extremely grateful to have gone through that mm. experience or all the experiences that I've gone through. Yeah, and I guess, like, even as a coach as well, you have to have that self-awareness and being able to let go of your past to be better because you have to show up for others yeah if you can't show up for yourself you can't show up for others absolutely it's just so many things (laughs) so good i I think um another good thing is Mm. having experiences like that and training females Mm. you can relate to their level a lot deeper yeah absolutely Um, yeah you know, whether it comes from a body image issue or whether it comes from something that's might be food related or yeah. training, whatever it might be, mm. um, having gone through your own experiences just helps you relate to clients yeah. more and be able to help them or, you know, give a little bit of advice. Mm. So... Yeah. Yeah. Experiences. There's always something to learn. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you mentioned about going to London as well. Did you go to London to travel, or did you have that intention to, I guess, learn and work as a coach? And... Um, definitely travel. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a two-year working visa. Okay. But you know, every Aussie going over there to travel is mm. gonna go there to party a little bit right? yeah or maybe too much <laughs> yeah. either of those two is there too much um, you know work in a bar yeah go travel through europe because everything's so cheap mm. um but i ended up scoring myself a pilates gig in a gym mm. and reception work and in a chiropractic clinic i literally worked like four or five jobs at once it was crazy oh really oh <laughs> i needed the so... money yeah um so expensive over there mm. um but I, I yeah i suppose it ended up being a learning experience mm. for me another um, one in your tool belt yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many so yeah <laughs> you just like those tradies <laughs> with like the tool belt yeah. and the pliers <laughs> and whatever this the hammer <laughs> Yeah. That's me. <laughs> um, yeah, so my the whole point of me going over there completely mm. completely changed. So yeah, it's um for a good it was a good thing I think. Mm. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. And absolutely. 
one thing that I'm learning really well, well, trying to learn and practice now is just accepting that I am where I should be. Mm. And so like whatever heartbreaks I go through, yeah. like talking about relationships earlier, yes. they're supposed that they were just, they're already written for you and you yeah. just had to like go through that and learn yeah. something from it. Yeah. Um, I think everyone that comes into your life comes into your life for a reason. Mm, and they well. leave for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Shiva, <laughs> <laughs> got some good ones. Yeah. yeah, see, the second <laughs> one's always <laughs> better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you've gathered all those experiences to become the person you are now. Mm. And um, obviously you... Do you do online only or in-person coaching as well? Um, I do online. Mm. Um, I did do face-to-face. Might be kicking off some face-to-face again soon. Mm. Um, yeah, just at this stage, just yeah. online. Um, Thanks to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, COVID actually pushed everyone to become creative. Yeah. So that you could survive. Kind of worked out well. Yeah, exactly. So everything happens for a reason. Yeah. COVID yeah. happened for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually wasn't a sarcastic thank you, COVID. I actually mean that. Yeah. No, even for me, like, um, I I had so many experiences during COVID that now, um, and also ideas during COVID that I'm actually carrying over now. Um, yeah. Because during that time, like, you just, you, you're, you're, tried to be strong like Mm. mentally strong you have to be mentally strong to go through that and i feel like everyone in the world has become that and it's only forward from here all those people i feel like all those people people who are still like fucking shit covid Mm. you know like ruined my life yeah well guess what not with that attitude you know um so yeah i feel like people with a growth mindset will Mm. see past it Whereas yeah. once with a fixed or the lack mindset, yeah. good luck to you, I guess. Um, I mean, you don't want to be stuck in the same spot, no. do you? No, not yeah. at all. Um, be- you always want to keep growing. Yeah. Yeah, because we're people. Like, yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. um, and in this industry, I think you have to. Yeah, you, you need know? to. It's always There's changing. Always, yeah, mm. always things changing. You always got to keep learning and keep upskilling and yeah progressing and growing yeah absolutely so in saying that what started you to coaching and i guess also what's your why what's what's the passion behind your coaching yeah yeah um i think the fact that i've gone through all of those experiences Mm. um and Definitely having, coming from a body image um, or having that body image issues when I was younger, which I didn't, I suppose, realise until Mm. I was older. Um, And getting into strength training and just realising how amazing you can feel Mm. from training in general yeah so being able to help other women just realize how much more potential they have Mm. and i suppose when it comes to training knowing that they can lift a lot heavier than what they think Mm. um especially women that have had children they they always have this mindset that they can't do certain things in the gym because they've had a baby or, you know, they've, um, don't have any upper body strength because they've had a baby, but simple things like just making them realize, you know, obviously you're picking up your child all the time. How much does your child weigh? Mm. You know, you carry in all the groceries all at once from the car. Um, you, are definitely a lot stronger than what you think you are and mm. you just need to realize that you can do all of that stuff that you're doing on the outside and still do that in the gym right yeah um it probably sounds a bit silly but when you sit down and have a chat with a lady that's had a child i think she 
or they just really resonate with that mm. kind of um, um, with those words, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then being able to put that into practice mm. and have them say, oh, shit, like I actually am stronger than what I think yeah. I am or thought I was. Um, yeah, so just little moments like that is, I suppose, my why. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, just the joy of helping women um, be become the best version of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that. I, I love the way that you worded everything because those specific moments tend to be overlooked yes um and that's probably why you know they get stuck in that i am this now yeah like i was this one before but because of this i'm I'm this now when really no for me like no yeah um that's a a massive thing as well um you know you have a female client come to you say she's 40 years old mm. and she says I want to be the way I was when I was 20 or, Mm. um, you know, I was so fit and healthy when I was 20 years old and I just want to be the same. Um, Obviously, as you grow, things change or, sorry, as you get older, your body is going to change, absolutely. Yeah, especially for females. Yeah. Yeah. We can't help that. Um, And... uh, being able to um, sit down and chat with them and explain, you know, this is what's going to happen, mm. but this is also how I can help you still get back to being fit and healthy. Yeah. Um, and having that mindset shift. Yeah. So absolutely. from being in such a fixed mindset of, Oh, I wish, or why can't I do that? Or Mm. um, I wish I could be how I was rather than, sorry, going into that growth mindset and and shifting those thoughts to um, this is what we can do Mm. to help you get back to a fitter, healthier version of yourself and still enjoy being where you are. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense um, because, like, we hear clients wanting to be back to where they were Yeah. when, you know, it's that's impossible because you just can't, like, you do a U-turn and yeah. then go back there. Yeah. You, you, There's, like... 10, 15, 20 years different. And do you really want to go back there? Yeah. Um, And so I guess from what I took from you, you you're giving them more opportunities for growth. You're showing them that, yes, you can go back to the way you were and be better, be so much better than the way you were before. And these are what you can do. And I love coaches like yourself because – it it promotes them to grow no matter how old you are. Yeah. Um. It's 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 a given. You know, the older you get, the more fixed you are with what you believe in. Mm. However, I feel like they can still be changed. Like they they can be still given that different perspective. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And it will be dependent on them if they want to act on it. Yeah. Um. And sometimes that's all it takes is just having a different perspective. Yeah. That little seed to plant in your head, yeah. And then they think, oh, okay. Mm. You know, they just slowly start changing their mindset. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight, of course, but... (laughs) Especially if you're older, um, I would say. Strength training absolutely helps change your mindset, though. Mm. Uh, No matter how old you are, really. Like, it sounds like I'm being ageist. Yeah. But I don't think shit. Um. We're not. It's just it's 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 what it is. It's it's unfortunately the older you get, you know, like like my parents. I'm not dogging my parents, but at at first they were like, 
if you're if you're going to lift, you're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna have yeah. dyskinesia or whatever it is. And then yeah. five years later, yeah. I'm getting stronger. Yeah. Um, and also one thing that my mom said to me was, "You're gonna get bulky." Oh yes. And <laughs> I was just like, just "Cool, enough. I'll be bulky." However, that's not what happened. If yeah. anything, now. My parents, my dad, every time he sees me and when I go back to Mudra, he's like, you look like you never skipped leg day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's it so funny. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, so yeah, funny. well, yes. this is what's going to happen, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're examples of a new way of thinking. Yeah. 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 And if, you, if you're the type of coach who's stuck in the old way of thinking, mm-hmm then your clients will be stuck in the old way of thinking oh, yeah. and won't grow. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in saying all that, do you focus on just females or do you also cater men, women, <laughs> no, types of men, types of women? Um, yeah, just female coach now. Mm. Um, I did train males as well when mm. you first start out. You know, you're more than happy to train anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Um, Obviously, there's coaches these days that still train anyone and everyone. Mm. Um, I just found that over the years, my niche just changed and became more female-specific. That was due to just my experiences and just being able to relate to females Mm. more. Um, And unfortunately, creepy men you know, yeah, trying to turn up. pick you up or, you know, um, taking your kindness for something else. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so just over the years, I thought I can't be stuffed with dealing with that mm. crap, you know, trying to run a business here, trying to be professional. Yeah. Um, and yeah obviously at the end of the day mm. my job is to help coach right help yeah that's come better that's so interesting um, I've, I've not li- i've not i have not known anyone who's gone through that because yeah, really. i so how was that experience um was it disturbing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um and i think social media as well kind of made it a little bit worse Mm. well instagram more so because you know they can just slide into your dms Mm. um but obviously in that sense it's easier to ignore it and you and not respond yeah whereas in person when i was coaching males in a gym so Mm. face to face it's obviously harder to ignore ignore, yeah because they're your income yeah yeah um and yeah just you know training someone and then having them send your message or um wanting to add extra sessions Mm. yeah just things like that so something behind their words Sorry. Like some something, some sort of like intention behind their words. Yeah. Yeah. Just very inappropriate. Mm. Yeah. Fuck. Crossing the line. Yeah. Um. And I don't understand that mm. to be honest. Um. I guess it's it's very hard to it's it's very hard to actually like say something about it without you know saying something negative. Yeah. Um, because there might be something happening in their life, you know, just being compassionate towards yeah. them, but then also at the same time, like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, you I'm just doing my job. Yeah. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors, right? Mm. For anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's always nice to be kind. Yeah. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I think I've grown a lot from those experiences too, you know, these mm. days. I don't give a shit I'm going to put my foot down and stand up for myself and be yeah. like mate you've crossed the line like that's not appropriate mm. whatever but you know I've been in, in, in the industry for a while now yeah. so I think I've got more confidence to do that mm. compared to first starting out you know yeah. you're just not sure 
um, you know, if I say something, are they going to go and tell someone else or, you know, will I end up not being able to work in the facility, Mm. things like that. That's horrible. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I'm sure that there would be so many female coaches that have gone through Mm. that type of stuff or even worse. Um, even I worked as a trainer at a, like a football club mm-hmm. before, um, just like a volunteer, a paid volunteer work. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a really good gig. Um, yeah. and being, you know, stuck in that stuff, being in a place where it's mostly males. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like males are bad. It's mm-hmm. just that it's in their nature to, you know, to sneak in those like sexual comments yeah. or innuendos. In- innuendos, exactly. Yeah. Um, however, I feel like there is always a time and place for that one. And yeah. if you're the one giving services to them, mm. it should be just that. Yeah. Always. Especially while you're working. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's there's like that basic level of respect. And if yeah. you don't have that, then you're a piece of crap. Yeah. Not just not just for males. Like if you're a female who does that. Absolutely. If you're a person that does that, you're a piece of crap. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm actually like angry about it now because that's just, it just, it's like, you know, it, it, you're, you're a strong woman for actually learning how to stand out for yourself. Whereas like for those women starting off their businesses, they'll be stuck in that rut. Yeah. I think. And, um, yeah. Oh, anyway, (laughs) that could be another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. So many different podcasts. Yeah, so many different um, things to talk about, actually. Um, But we're going to stay on track um, with the intention of this podcast today. Um, (laughs) Or else it's going to be like hours long. One thing just leads to another. Yeah. Um, But it's good, though. It's good that you have those experiences to share because that shows how how knowledgeable you are and approachable you are as a coach and as a person. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, experiences. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's always something to learn. Mm. Um, all right, so within your years of experience, what are the most common misconceptions that you see in training with women? Yeah. Yeah, so many. <laughs> I know. What you said before um, mm. about strength training making you bulky. Mm. <laughs> so there's that. Um yeah, a lot of women um, have this thought process that as soon as you pick up a weight, you're going to turn into the Hulk mm. um, and you're just going to all of a sudden be huge. Mm. Um, that is so, so wrong. Mm. <laughs> um, what strength training does is helps you build a curvy physique a Mm. strong body um and a confident powerful mind absolutely yeah i Um, love that sorry (laughs) i love that because it's that's very true there's a lot of carryover yeah um in exercise yeah Mm. not just the physical um what else um you know you've got to train seven days a week Mm. um you got to do cardio sessions 24-7 to lose weight. Um, and I think I've said this before, less is more. Yeah, yeah. You know, we need to give our body time to recover. Mm. You know, if you're training at a high volume all the time, you're not giving yourself enough time to rest and recover mm. and you're going to end up, being depleted and feeling shit and yeah. having no energy and um we shift you down to that negative mindset again. Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely um what else is there i feel like there's a lot um but the things that you've mentioned yeah, are the ones that you ones, right? yeah um <laughs> when it's I'd, like a constant cycle those it is those ones just yeah. always um Always popping up on social media. <laughs> mm. And I guess it's, so it's, I feel like it's just a matter of people being with coaches like you mm. and coaches like myself who actually are able to 
show them that this, you know, if, if you do this, then it'll become this. Yeah. Just giving them that understanding. Yeah. Um, There's so much more knowledge out there now, mm. though, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and so much, so many resources mm. now. Um, I feel like I'm talking as if <laughs> it's been like 50 years since I've been in the industry. <laughs> um, although in, you know, 10 year time frame, even five years, obviously a lot can still change within the industry. Mm. Um, something that you see on social media, which is marketed extremely well, mm. is all the challenges, yeah. you know, you, you get shredded in six week challenge mm. and um, all of those obviously are really great market in the sense they're, you know, a quick, um, a quick sell for the person. Yeah. Um, and the females that are seeing those get drawn in easily because they're usually someone that's quite negative on themselves with their body image and they want to shed body fat quick. Mm. So it hits on their emotions, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so there's all those bloody shit things on social Mm. media. But... It comes down to obviously us good coaches mm. to be able to spread knowledge. Yeah. That, you know, health and fitness is a long term journey. It's it not is. just a, it shouldn't just be a quick fix. Yeah, it's you know? not just a six week challenge. Yeah. 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 It's a long distance run, mm. not a sprint. Exactly. Yeah. Just enjoy the marathon, guys. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's just so good. It's like, so corny to say that. Like, enjoy. It's about the journey mm. or, you know, enjoy the process. But it's so true. It's relative. It's so yeah. good. It's, it's yeah. the easiest way to explain it because it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. It just really hits. Mm. Like you, until you kind of experience a bit of the journey or a bit of the process, mm. um, it's then when you think, yeah, you know, this is actually a lifestyle change. Yeah. It's not just something that's going to happen overnight or happen within a six-week challenge. Mm. And with those challenges as well, they're usually very unhealthy. You know, you've got to restrict diet. Mm. You've got to cut everything out, which is obviously why you're going to quickly shed fat, right? Yeah. And then, but then again, like when, also when they finish a six-week challenge, they don't have that knowledge on how to... Yeah, they've got no knowledge. Yeah, all they know is... I'm going to be in a calorie deficit. I'm going to... They don't even know that. They don't. They just... All they know is just, I'm going to cut out food. Yeah. And do all these, like, shitty exercises. Yeah. Um, no progressive overload. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Just a 24-7 sweat sesh. Mm. And label food as good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's all they get from it. And then they're still in the same position... As they were. Yeah. Um, No, that's a really good thing to point out because even for me, like when I was starting out, I was very drawn into those six-week challenges because it hits on my outcome goal. It hits on, you know, what I think of the future. So after the six-week challenge, I'll be this like sexy little girl. Yes. When really like, you know, now I see it as – it is a quick fix and, and no quick fixes will stick to your long term. Yeah. Um, yeah. No way. No, no. no um, way. <laughs> so in saying that, because obviously, you know, the, the short term, uh, the short term fixes and all that, how do you then encourage women to, to see things in a different perspective? Um, and I guess also to focus on their training in a performance perspective Instead of, you know, the aesthetics or what the influencers on Instagram or on social media have been promoting. Yeah. So I think performance-wise, your 
Aesthetics is going to be a byproduct of performance. Always, yeah, anyway. absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think getting a client, small steps is always the best mm. rather than jumping straight into the deep end. Um, just making small changes in lifestyle or mm. nutrition, training, whatever it might be, mindset. Um small changes whether it be weekly monthly Mm. whatever it depends on the individual is a lot more sustainable and will suit them to be able to perform better Mm. um in the gym and within you know their their life work whatever it might be um because it doesn't become overwhelming mm, and that's right. if you do too much too soon it, it can become overwhelming and mm. daunting and you know it, they might think that it's all too hard and they can't yeah. do it um so yeah nutrition wise it'll just be small things might be just getting more protein in yeah drinking more water making sure you're eating more fruit and veg, Mm. that type of stuff. Um, Unless they specify otherwise, Mm. you know, they want a complete 360 or 180, whatever it is. What is it? I feel like it's (laughs) 360. 360. Yeah, a completely different person, like a 2.0 version of themselves. Yeah, Yeah. that's it, 2.0, I like Mm. that. Um, Yeah, that'll just entirely depend on, on... the client Mm. um and also mindset wise you know you're sitting down having a chat with them um you can get a a grasp on how you think they're going to be able to um transition Mm. as well you know if they sit there and say this is what i want to happen i want all of this now and you know you know that maybe that's not the right way to go um, because they will end up falling back into that trap of of being too hard and and feeling overwhelmed. Um, But if you're sitting there having a chat about doing these small steps and, you know, implementing little things every now and then Mm. and they are understanding and I suppose... You can see a bit of a spark in their eyes, like mm. yes, this is this is the best way to go for me, um, which most of the time it is. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, you you can get that, I suppose, from building the rapport with the client when you're sitting there having a chat. Yeah, um, and then training wise as well. Most of the time they've come from smashing cardio all the time and, Mm. you know, realizing that's not how they're going to get their results. So implementing performance, um, performance sessions, you know, focusing on building a better squat or, um, getting them to learn how to breathe properly, simple Mm. things like that. Um, using their core or being able to brace properly in a deadlift or Mm. things like that help them realize in the long term it's going to carry over to obviously aesthetics yeah but it helps them become excited to train i think yeah um you know knowing that they can come into a session next time and do better than what they did last time yeah yeah so starting to compare themselves with their own yeah i guess results yeah um yeah and that's a really good point um to say because people are most of the time just focused on the outcome goal so the big goal yes um yeah and without proper coaching and you know proper i guess um knowledge of how it will get there Mm. Um, they will always be left unhappy yeah. um, and unsatisfied, I yeah. guess. Um, 
Because they want to get to that bigger picture straight away. Yeah, straight away. When there is a process. Yeah. Again, yeah. going back to trusting the process. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Those little goals that you set in between to mm. get to that bigger goal is obviously what's going to make the journey, right? Yeah. So, yeah, just having that um, support system mm. to be there for them to know that, like, let's tick off all these little yeah. goals first and then, oh, look, we're at that end goal and then... Mm. And you didn't even know about it. You know, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. And... Um, I think that's something that has to be normalized yeah. in the industry. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think the more that coaches actually promote that, yeah. the lesser people would be looking for the quick fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There would be... And also, um, when you said about the small goals, mm-hmm. maybe even along the way, they'll think about... They'll change their big outcome goal into something completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the time it is an aesthetics goal, right? Mm. So implementing those smaller goals, um, sometimes, or actually most of the time it ends up becoming a performance-based goal. Yeah. 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 Um, and I feel like... So let's normalize small goals. Yeah. Instead of the big goals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's normalize small goals and let's normalize... The fact that that big goals will change. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's so. That's that's such a good thing to um to share to yeah. the podcast, and a lot of people will definitely, a lot of people will definitely benefit from that. Mm. Um, yeah, because sometimes the coach client, I mean, connection can't be that in depth. Yeah. Um, because it, it's a lot of things to say while you're yeah. working out too. Yeah. So just listen to this podcast. You'll learn other things. <laughs> and a good way, like if you're not sure to how to implement smaller goals, mm. you know, um, write down that big goal, you know, what you want, say, at the end of 12 months, but then work your way backwards yeah. on how you can get to that goal. Mm. You know, it might be, um, or you don't have to work your way backwards, you can start from the beginning whatever is easiest for you but um it can just be as simple as you know making sure you get your three or four training sessions in Mm. a week you know and that could be for your first month or your first two months yeah it might be um maybe you find more time to add in another training session or um a performance-based goal you Mm. know with your squat you want to hit a certain number yeah that type of or in a nutrition perspective as well just eating more of the macronutrient that you should be focusing on yeah um Absolutely. yeah yeah um that protein in guys yeah <laughs> it's just there's a lot of stigmas around things that yeah. create the misconception mm-hmm. um which is frustrating because yeah. it feels like small work for us yeah. but at the same time it's you know rewarding being able to teach that to someone yeah um and you feel like a wise old woman oh, yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we are wise yeah women. um so another side of obviously we've spoken a little bit about this one of uh, another side of the misconceptions in the health and fitness industry is the nutrition mm. side of it yeah. um and i feel like you have a lot of you know knowledge about the nutrition <laughs> misconceptions um so what do you think is the most common ones well the most common has to be carbs make you fat carbs are friends carbs Carbs are delicious yeah they're the best um but i think that misconception comes from relating carbs to being you know those fatty carbs that are burgers and Mm. pizza um you know McDonald's, KFC, all that type of stuff. KFC is the bomb. <laughs> chicken's good. Yeah. Um, but I think building that knowledge and understanding of what a carbohydrate actually is. Mm. And what it does um, to your body. And what it does for yeah. your body, yeah. You know, we need carbs for energy. Mm. Um, carbs are amazing for pre and post-workout. Yeah. Um, 
and having that knowledge behind carbs actually being fruit and veg as mm. well you know it's not just your bread bread yeah or your <laughs> um, rice i mean this pizza yeah um yeah there's i feel like that misconception is just always going to be around mm. though um yes it's getting better because obviously great coaches are, are, are giving out the knowledge mm. and you know clients are, are i suppose what's the word um becoming more open to it yeah, yeah. becoming more open to eating eating carbs yeah sometimes um, in nutrition less is more doesn't really yeah doesn't fit it's like more is less doesn't that doesn't make sense no. more is less yeah <laughs> more is better more is better exactly yeah. yeah um in saying that as well though more is better because they've been under eating for such a long period yeah of that's time true as yeah. well so getting them onto a maintenance mm. calorie phase you know it might take them a week or two weeks or maybe a month to actually hit that proper target. Mm. But once they do, they realize how much more energy they have, yeah. you know, how better they're going to perform in the gym. They're going to sleep better. Their mm. mood is going to be a hundred times better. Yeah. Their body actually is going to start changing because you're fueling it properly. Mm. Right. Yeah. You know, food is fuel. Again, that's another. Yeah. <laughs> That's another corny. That's another to say, one, yeah. Again, it is so true. Mm. Um, yeah, carbs give us energy. We need we need carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, and I think another one would also be, you've mentioned it before, you having a time frame for when you eat. Yeah. Um, I feel like you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. But like not not eating after six. Yeah. Or something. I d- that yeah. doesn't make sense to calories me. Calories are calories, whether you eat them at three p.m. or yeah. eight p.m. It's not like there's an alarm <laughs> clock in your still, body. Yeah. That says I'm gonna digest at this time, so you better eat at this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> that's um. Uh, that's a weird one. Yeah. I don't know where or why that one come about. Um. Yeah, it's very yeah. <laughs> And just like a program, it's individualized, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Again, it could be as simple as digestion for some. Possibly, people, yeah. Which is very individualized, mm. you know. Yeah. Just because it works for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Vice versa. Yeah. You know. Yeah, someone easily can eat a big meal at eight p.m. or nine p.m. and mm. be able to digest it and wake up all good yeah someone else might do the same and then not digest it properly and, that's me yeah wake up bloated <laughs> AF in the morning. Yeah. so yeah it's yeah. very different yeah and so i guess like really promoting self-awareness into mm-hmm. you know w- within the client um pool i guess just letting them know that you know feel your feelings yes feel oh. them. <laughs> all of them it's another one <laughs> um yeah you know if you feel bloated then maybe let yeah, eat less it's yeah. it's a matter of trial and error yeah absolutely. um you can't get everything right the first time yeah yeah um focus on um yeah what you've eaten mm. try and work out what has caused that yeah. bloating and you know doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad yeah but maybe maybe just eat at a different time exactly yeah it's very yeah it's yeah. very individualized it is it's hard to it's kind of hard to talk about that one mm. um yeah yeah it's, it's case by case yeah, yeah. it's odd <laughs> um, it baffles me I, I still get baffled yeah. yeah oh i mean like there's so many ideas thrown out every single day yeah. some of them make a lot of sense some of them mm. just like did you pick this up from the garbage bin yeah. And fat, fat makes you fat. Is that another one? I think so, yeah. Obviously, females, we need our fats to help regulate hormones. Mm. 
Well, I shouldn't say obviously because obviously it's not obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, that's why it's good having or gaining an understanding of what your calorie target is because mm. you're going to have a set fat target yeah. as well. You know, if you're under consuming your fats, your hormones are probably going to be all over the shop. Yeah. You know, you can have a loss of period and, mm. um, you know, your mood and your energy will be affected as well. So, yeah, yeah fats are absolutely vital for mm. us to regulate our female hormones (laughs) males obviously still need fats as well but they don't need as much as females yeah um i did learn that though that um especially about the hormone side of things that women should be eating a little bit more fats than what's prescribed yeah um and and like generally prescribed again case by case but um yeah yeah it's just because it's just because we just have so much more things happening in our body Mm. compared to the other counterpart yeah um and that's why like it's not just a one-size-fits-all thing it's not black and white Mm. um yeah absolutely yeah from everything that you have said um including your experiences your knowledge Mm. um everything that you have shared in in the mindset side of things how has that um how how was that five years ago compared to now Mm. Oh, I've changed so much. Mm. Um, I will, I suppose now definitely leaning more in a growth mindset. Yeah. Um, 100% was in a fixed mindset back in the day. As we do. Back in my heyday. (laughs) Um, But experiences, you know, gaining knowledge, Um, reading, meeting new people, Mm. that all helps shift that mindset, I think. Yeah. Um, And obviously growing up, you know, Mm. I'm nearly 33. Yeah. So, yeah, just I think a big thing for me was, again, this might sound... a bit silly but starting strength training Mm. was a life-changing experience for me um having come from those or my dancing background and you know body image issues and negative self-talk and Mm. absolutely being in a fixed mind frame getting into training helped shift that mindset because I realized I could be so much better. Mm. You know, this is not who I am. Yeah. And if this is where I want to be, this Mm. is what I need to do to change that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is all up to me. Mm. And what am I going to do to help myself get to where I want to be? Yeah. Another thing I think was traveling. I think being able to travel is a life-changing experience as well, where you meet people um, working with the amazing coaches that I worked with as well, gaining knowledge. And I hadn't even become a personal trainer then Mm. as well. So, yeah, those... Although at the time seemed quite little, mm. you don't realise how much impact people can have on your life yeah. as well until, you know, you look back, yeah, realise, oh shit, you know, I've learnt so much from that person and yeah. or, you know, they've helped me get where I am mm. without kind of realising it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think... Yeah, my mindset's completely shifted, Mm. absolutely. And it still is, you know, it's still every day. There's a new thing happening. Yeah, Yeah. there's something. Like the podcasting. (laughs) Like this, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So 
what advice would you then give to anyone who has gone through what you have gone through? Mm. And I feel like that will most definitely um, affect younger girls and maybe even younger males as well who are in the industry that really is very that makes them the harshest critics Mm. of themselves yeah um what advice would you give to empower them yeah um well i a big thing for me was that i never sought out help Mm. um i never asked questions i was always embarrassed or shy or you know always thought they're going to think that I'm silly or they're going to laugh at me or, um, yeah, just again, such that fixed negative mindset. Um, and like you said, we're, we are our harshest critics. Mm. So I think the best thing that anyone can do is seek help. Yeah. Um, ask questions. It is only going to benefit you Mm. by asking, right? Yeah. Um, and there's no right or wrong questions. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, just knowing that you seeking help, whether it be training-wise, getting a coach or talking to a therapist or even just asking your parents questions, mm. whatever it might be, friends. Um the right friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, reading books, listening to podcasts. I think, well, the podcast thing is quite new these yeah. days, isn't it? Um, but they have so much yeah, free time. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the past year, yeah. <laughs> we have had a lot of time. Um, yeah, just knowing that it's okay to ask questions mm. and all you're doing is you're just going to benefit yourself. You're going to help yourself progress Mm. rather than staying in that one spot and questioning yourself, Mm. like, should I or shouldn't I or what if or what will happen? Like, just fucking do it. You just have to step out of that comfort zone. Mm. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but here's another corny one. <laughs> you got to get uncomfortable with, oh, sorry, you got to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You got to step out of that comfort zone. Mm. Um, it's just going to help you be better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause... Be better than what you were the day before. Mm. That's all that matters. Yeah. Don't worry about anyone else. Just you. Just you. Yeah. Growth stems from discomfort all the time. Yeah. It's always, or is it the other way around, discomfort? No, growth yeah. stems from discomfort. discomfort yeah. yeah, always. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, it's, it's really good that you say that, you know, step out of your comfort zone because mm. not many young people are willing to give themselves permission yeah. because they, you know, either my parents won't like this or yeah. my friends are going to think I'm weird or, yeah. um, you know, I'll be isolated. On mm. what everyone else is going to yeah. think. Yeah. And In, I used to be like that, 100%. Mm, I feel like everyone yeah. does go through that. However, I feel like the younger that you are, in, uh, the, the younger that you are um, and having that thinking process, yeah, yeah the wider your opportunities would be. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to the people that you hang out with as well. Mm. Um, you are a byproduct of, is it the five your, people? Yeah, that you, that's right. You, um, you hang out with. Hang out with. Yeah. So, yeah, my friendship groups have changed mm. dramatically over the years yeah. because of that as well. And um, you have to be able to let go, like, yeah. and know that in, – in, in, be strong enough to know that these people aren't good enough for me anymore. They yeah. don't serve me. Yeah. And therefore, see you later. Yeah. You know, and Bye. yeah, you don't always have to carry bridges. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta burn them. Yes. Yeah. Burn them bridges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long bridge. <laughs> no, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that would be my advice. Mm. Um, and that's stemming from what I wish I had have done yeah. when I was younger. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And train and eat carbs. Yeah. <laughs> All those things. Yeah. <laughs> Write them down. Yeah. Um, I really just want to acknowledge your vulnerability and also for coming all the way down <laughs> to Brighton, where I live, um, just yeah. to do a take two of this one, because yeah. I really think that this second recording is so much better than the first okay. one. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the bomb. Mm, and there's so many things, practical tips that a lot of people can get. Yeah. And also a lot of people will definitely resonate with your story. Yeah. So thank you I so much. So. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, that's okay. So how can people connect with you? How can people find you? Um, social media, of mm. course. So Instagram, Tegan Fisher PT. Yeah. And Facebook as well, the same. Um, I do use... I'm using hand gestures here, you can't see. <laughs> um, I do use Instagram all the time. Mm. Facebook, I use it, but not as much. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. I'll Insta put fan. down the links, yeah, yeah. on um, yeah, the links to your Instagram and your Facebook. Yeah. And if there's anything else, like an email address, something like that, you can send it to me and I'll yeah. put it in there too. Tegan yeah. at gmail.com. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all easy. Yeah. All Just today. full name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. All right. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, thank you for coming into the episode again, Tegan. And thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys soon. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Please follow the podcast on Instagram. That's restbetweensets.podcast. All in one word, I guess you could say. It's just that there's a period between sets and podcast. Lol. The links to reach out to Coach Tegan are also on the show notes. Please subscribe, leave a rating and review. And if you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, who would resonate with Tegan's story, please share it to them as well. It helps keep the mics on and it helps us impact more listeners who are ready to take charge of their life to the next level. And remember, you got this one day at a time you are resilient courageous and capable be proud of yourselves be proud of your small wins there's a little something for you to take away thank you for tuning in catch you guys soon